welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and and today I'm going to be discussing a little bit of part one of um, the tell-all. So, before we do, let's just discuss what we're going to be doing with the two episodes with the break coming up. So we will be covering each episode um, in the new year when we're back up and running. We, I still want to discuss this. Crazy so far. So we we'll probably will do, we'll, we'll do, I believe there's four parts to this. So we will do part two and three in an episode and then part four will be in its its own episode. So that's what we'll do. And uh, yeah, you should have that not too long after January 7th. We will figure out when that will be. Um, again, we will, you know, put stuff up on social media. So to uh, put it out there as to what you can expect. So, I think that's it for that quick announcement, but let's do a little hot cross before we hop into um, the episode. So, apparently, TLC has announced that we will be expecting a two-part special for Christine's wedding to David which we have talked about. And this is going to be a two-part special. They announced by TLC, announced by, say, Christine Braun and David Woolley are getting married in a lavish ceremony set against the red cliffs of the Utah desert. And you are invited. After years of struggling in her plural marriage to Cody, Christine Brown has met the love of her life set against the majestic red rocks of Moab, I think is how you say it, Christine gets the big traditional wedding she has always dreamed of. So, part one of the special will air on January 7th, and part two on January 14th. So, whether or not we will cover this will be determined. Um... I'll keep everyone updated as it, you know, kind of depends. We might just do one just general episode talking about it. I can't imagine we'll do like an episode for each part. I can't imagine there's a lot to discuss. I'm assuming we're not going to have a lot of outside um, comments. So, imagine this would be strictly focused on the wedding, but we will see. We might just do just one general discussion about it. Um, I do have another picture that I did not see before of their wedding, so I will post this um, to our socials um, so you can see it too. It's kind of gives you more of a look of the the background. Next thing we're going to talk about, single life. 
season four is coming soon. And if I'm correct, it should probably be going in place of a good toe, chantel, whatever. Um, so that is coming. But again, I think a lot of us can agree we haven't heard much about who we can expect on this season of Single Life, especially with January coming soon. I believe it's coming in January, so we haven't heard a whole lot, but there is, you know, some whispers about who we can expect. So, one person that's out there is Jamal Kimberly's son. If we remember Kim, we have Veronica last season, so I guess we'll have Jamal this season. I don't know if we'll see Veronica. don't know what it's going to look like, but that's what is potential. This is all potential. It's all potential. Um, this is not set in stone. I guess we'll figure that out as stone goes. And next potential could be Christian. Of Christian and Cleo. No, 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 abort mission. No one asks for this. I don't want to see him on my screen again. Ugh. Anyways, that's a potential. Talk about potential. What about Kim herself? Could be a cast member on The Single Life. And Rosvin. Rosvin could be on The Single Life. I'm here for it. I don't mind, uh, looking at him a little more. Hamza. Remember Hamza? Of Hamza and Memphis of Migo Poopy? Or I can't read this. You know, her um, garbage. She is, he could potentially be in a single life. I would be surprised, honestly, but we'll see. Aswelu could potentially be on Single Life, which would be interesting, seeing as there are rumors circling that he is headed back to Samoa. Whether that's forced on him or volunteering to move back um, to Samoa is to be determined. But yes, Sophie. The Sophie that we see in the current 90 Day OG season might be on single life. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why I don't think so. This is going to be a hot cross probably for another episode, but there is a rumor that we might see Sophie and Rob on the next season of The Last Resort. So if Sophie were to end up on the single life, it's not going to be for this season. It might be for the next, but we'll see. And as we kind of already know, Patrick's brother, John, might definitely be on The Single Life. That's been a rumor that's been circulating for some time now. I am here for it. Here for it. Bring it. Apparently, people don't like him. And this is what I'm going to say. Every one of you are wrong. 
<laughs> kidding. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But anyways, so yeah, that's basically it for that. So we're going to end it there for the hot cross. We are going to have more, of course. So um, you can expect that in the uh, following episodes. I think we have three more main episodes for sure that you can expect more hot cross on. So again, this is going to be similar format to the 90 day OG one that we're doing for this week. Not going to be a full recap. It's just going to be my thoughts. Some things might get missed. I'm going to try my best, but let's get into it. So the first thing that we do is obviously we do the introductions. Everybody find out how they're doing. Um, of course, we know Danielle and Johan are still separate, even though she is still living in the Dominican Republic. We don't get any more about that for now. We kind of talk with everybody, whatever. There's not a whole lot in the initially that I want to touch on, so we will save it. Then we find out that we have four alumni, let's call them, of this French franchise, which is Tim. We have... Andre, I'm confused, but nonetheless, we have Kalani and we have Tanya. I'm going to try not to call her Tania, but anyway, Tanya. So that's who we have here. going to put their two cents in. Well, I'll leave my thoughts and my feelings about what I think about these additions versus like the studio audience that we had for um the last season actually or before the 90 so well well uh, i'll save my thoughts to the end about how i feel but let's talk looks really quickly sean robinson looked incredible as always i really enjoyed her in this this white suit she looked amazing she always does though um, I mean, just to kind of go through it, Tania, Tanya, whatever, she looked really nice. She, she knows her color. She knows her color is red. She looks good in red. Um, Tim looked okay. Tim looked like Tim. Then nothing else to say. Kalani looked great. I honestly don't remember what Andre looked like, so let's move on. Um, I usually really focus on the women. The men looked fine, whatever, but I always really focus on the women, how they look. I didn't like what Kim was wearing. I don't know if this is traditional or like Indian garb. I don't think it is, but I didn't like, I think it was a color combination for me. Didn't like it. I thought her hair looked great, whatever. Um, I thought Mary, from what I could see, looked good. Um... Um, Shekinah didn't like the color of the dress that she was wearing. I thought Kirsten looked great from what I could see. 
Holly look like a hot mess, but what is to be expected? Um, I do like the light color of her hair. Prefer it. However, I know it's shorter too. However, did she brush her hair? Like, I was very confused. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what else? Who else? Did I miss anybody? Um, um oh yeah, Danielle. Danielle, um, I, I'm here for the pony. I'm here for the pony. But when your roots are showing, I have a problem with a different color pony. I honestly cannot remember. Well, she was wearing a green dress, I think. I just think the color of the dress didn't quite do it for me. Again, that might be me. I can own it because I don't really like the color green, so that might be why. Anyway, I think I've covered all the looks that are memorable to me, so let's hop into these people. So I'm going to save the worst for last, and I'm going to jump into, I'm kind of going to go backwards, honestly. So, let's start with Kirsten and Julio. Um, he doesn't want to be called Julio. He never said he wanted to be called Julio, so we'll call him Julio. Their big thing here is that she may or may not have been cheating on him with this friend that she has, and that she maybe wasn't being honest with him about this friend. She says nothing happened with this person. They never kissed. Nothing ever happened. But that she's being kind of sneaky about it. The problem is, is we don't have enough context. We are still awaiting the reveal of whatever is on his phone. I think there's nothing to what he has on his phone. I'm just going to throw it out there. But anyways, um, I, I, okay, here's what I'm going to say. Because we are we are gonna see next week to her say he met someone else while he was still with her. So whatever. Two does two wrongs make a right? No. But my thing is first of all, I, I don't think she was cheating on him. But that's just me. But number two, if she were to have cheated on him. Why would he make the decision to move to the Netherlands at all? If you know someone's potentially cheating on you, why would you make such a drastic move to a whole ass other country? But then the thing is, again, is what's bothering me here is we are not addressing the issue with this couple, which was, for those who don't remember, he makes the plan to move to the Netherlands. Yet, he had absolutely no fucking intention of doing it and didn't end up doing it because his family encouraged him not to. That's the fucking issue here. The issue here here is that he led her to believe something would happen and it never did. It was never going to. We're not addressing the fucking issue. So we need to address the issue. I'm hoping 
And I'm praying that Sean will come through and ask the right question. Because the question is, sir, despite cheating, if that's true, you made the plan to go and then backed out. And then you want to sit here and be like, just, just whatever happened in that clip is not being addressed. That's my problem here. If she cheated, fine. But then why would you choose to move? Anyway. So, I have nothing really more else to say on Julio and Kirsten. And for now, we'll see how things go with um, the next episode. So, the next thing that happens is Shekinah and Sarper. This bitch needs therapy. Here's what I'm going to say. The first thing I want to say about this whole thing is this woman, if you caught it, I don't know, but I caught it. She said, he is like a leader to me and he is a good leader for us or for everyone or something around those lines and I'm like wait a minute is this a twin flame situation that's what it felt like to me it felt like he's defined masculine you're defined feminine and this is your twin flames you gotta make it work that's what it felt like for fairy Jeff and Shalia it felt very weird you haven't watched anything revolving twin flames don't walk run to your nearest streaming service and watch either on Netflix or Prime. I believe the one on Netflix is called Escaping Twin Flames and the one on Prime, although I didn't watch that one, is... Uh, shit. Um, I can't remember, but I'm sure if you type in Twin Flame, it'll come up. So, yeah, it, it felt very cult-like to me, the way she described it. Now, I don't want to sh- you know, shame anybody in their kinks or whatever. It's not for me. But if you're into the dominant submissive thing, that's fine. But if it, I don't know how to address this because the thing is, like, is this supposed to be a subdom throughout life? kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey was supposed to be. That's what Christian Grey wanted, you know, for those who watched the movies or read the books. He wanted a submissive in life, you know, if you know, you know. Is that kind of what this is? Or is it like what it ended up being more so was a subdom in the bedroom? Like, I'm confused here. But she says, like, she wants a leader in her relationship that's what she needs and i listen i have nothing against a woman wanting a man to be a leader in their relationship i'm to a certain degree yes i like the idea of my partner leading to a certain extent but you best believe that i'm gonna have a say in my life and what happens in our life And I'm going to be right there beside you to help you through whatever it is. We're going to be able to be the final decision makers, both of us. 
but you also want that speck of leadership from your from your person. Um, if you're in a not even as if you're in a heterosexual relationship in any relationship, I get it. But there is a difference between leadership and control and manipulation. And this person is just a classic control freak, as he puts it, and a manipulator. These freaking messages she claims are loving and enduring and so cute makes me want to throw up. If my man were to call me and tell me, don't contour, it makes your lips too big, don't go dark color, don't um, eat any carbs, if he give you options, ask me first, wear the this, I want you to look like this, like, he's, they both need help for different reasons. There is this codependency on her part, and then there is this narcissism on his. It's just, it's it's weird to me. And I actually had a little bit of a revelation in this moment, watching her kind of justify everything that he's done. And that is, this is a woman who grew up in... I'm not saying they're cults because it's not. Um, every I think you're what well, you may think about, you know, people who live the way she did in her early life with um living Amish. I but but the the, the, the similarities between depending. Amish lifestyle is the Amish lifestyle. I know certain sects or or more so communities are are different than others, but very similarly to the Amish community, Sorper is telling her how she can dress, telling her how she should look, telling her what she should eat basically controlling her life no differently than someone in the Amish community would. And if you don't follow my rules, you're going to be excommunicated. How's that any different than the lifestyle she claimed she wanted no part of and made her parents leave? I'm just saying, it's really interesting. And seeing her justify everything and saying that this is her best relationship that she's ever been in. If this is the best relationship you have ever been in, ma'am, what atrocities have you encountered before him? And no wonder you're letting him do this to you. Now, the whole video situation with her sister, with Shariah, I was actually half expecting this woman, Shekinah, in the moment to say, okay, relax, relax. The only reason she couldn't is because it was a video. <laughs> but I don't know. I think he's garbage. I don't know if I can feel sorry for her because 
it's just, I don't understand. And while I'm on the topic of Shekinah too, there seems to be this weird beef-ish, is what you call it, between her and Danielle. She says she said hi to Danielle, but Danielle didn't say hi to her. Weird. The only other thing I want to mention here, which has actually made me fucking laugh out loud, is Holly pipes in, similarly to what Amanda would probably do in this moment, and say, well, I like a guy who can, who controls me, makes me feel like they care about me. And she kind of agrees. <laughs> Let me, um, I'm going to unpack that in a second, but I want to say this. You talk about the fact, Holly, that you want your man to control you, yet Wayne wanted you to stay in South Africa, yet he couldn't control you to do that. You found, as soon as you could, you left his ass back in South Africa so you can be back in America. He couldn't control you then. Because wouldn't, to me, you talk about control. Wouldn't he then have made you stay? Like, what if he said, no, Holly, you're not leaving? Would you have stayed? Probably not. Probably still wouldn't have gone. Did you think, like, it doesn't make sense to me? But anyways, here, I'm going to unpack this. Again, the term leadership in a relationship is one thing to an extent, but there is a fine line between leadership, which to me feels very patriarchal, and and control. But if I'm, as a woman, who is in a relationship where my man respects me, respects my opinion and respects my boundaries i'm hearing another woman basically say i want a man to control me it makes me feel like they care that is a psych uh, psychopathy that needs to be examined and dealt with that's a fucking scary thought and a scary thing to say i was like no no what went wrong? But I, I feel like this poor girl has seen some shit for her to say something like that. Both of them. Both Shekinah and Holly. And the thing is that it seems like these two have somewhat connected to some degree. Because Holly will let me say she kind of a sweetie, she kind of a sweetie. and I'm not denying any of those things, but y'all have connected in a way that the others have not with either of you. Hmm. Just seems a little interesting to me. Is this trauma bonding? Is it that you you two just understand each other because you're both weird or something? Which weird is fine. There's nothing wrong with weird, but I'm just saying like, what's going on here? Anyway. I have nothing else to really say about um Shekinah and Sarper. Um the oh, okay, there's one more thing I will mention. Um I think I think Armando or Kenny Amanda um, it was Armando. He um he does ask Sarper here Have you ever caught anything from anyone? I mean you've had sex with twenty five hundred women. Any anyone? And he says, no. And apparently she kinda did ask him to do an STD test. 
because she was going to be entering the serious relationship. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, didn't you sleep with him before that? What difference would have made at that point? I guess he could have continued having sex with he slept with two other women that same day. But anyways, it's just, I'm just saying. So let's leave that alone now. Let's head up over to, um, yeah, let's head over to, um, what you would call it? Uh, blanking. Oh yes, Kimberly and TJ, which is kind of was the first couple. Kimberly and TJ were kind of talking about everything. We first start off with the apartment and her reaction to the apartment. Do we think she's ungrateful, guys? Unappreciative, is that it? And I said, you know what? I think unappreciative is the wrong word to use in this moment, although I understand it. What I'm going to say is probably the only time I'm going to be not not a Kimberly apologist by any means, but just want to use different wording here. Do I think she was unappreciative? Yes. But I think the issue here is the woman does not know how to communicate her frustrations in a constructive, calm way, as calm as you possibly can. She is unable to do that. We see that many fucking times throughout this, the, this, the series, the season. So many times. It's ridiculous. That's the fucking problem here. Can both things be correct? Yes. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I feel like unappreciative is the wrong word to use, but she isn't. We'll, we'll, we'll say that, but we do find out here that Kimberly actually never knew about the loan, the seven-year loan that TJ has. She never knew about the loan. And she does say here in this moment, I wish I knew about that. He never told me that. And I will agree. You're planning to marry this woman. You should maybe talk about potential debt you're going to be getting into. Now, if it weren't for Andre asking this question, Kimberly probably to this day would never know that the loan is for $12,000, which is not, it's not horrible. That's actually pretty good for an entire upstairs apartment being renovated. Now, was that a good renovation to what I think maybe a westernized standard might be? No. But still, I mean, there are worse situations than having no baseboards in certain areas. You know what I mean? You need a door, fine. We'll get you a door. Like it's Maybe you don't get a door cable phone, get a curtain or something, you know? There are ways around that. So there's that. But yeah, I did think that was, again, it's another example of how TJ does not communicate either. TJ does not communicate. He's no better. I haven't forgotten him. But then, and then, we decide it's a good idea to bring on Jenny and Summit now. I know like the world, and I've been guilty of it too, have said like, oh, Jenny and Summit did it. Like, why can't any of the other ones just suck it up and deal with it? Well, 
everyone handles us differently. The difference that I think is so telling between these two, between Johnny and some men like Jen and Rishi, DJ and Kimberly, is the fact that some men and Johnny don't live with his parents. Can you imagine? <laughs> but Jen was expected to live in Rishi's house. Kimberly is expected to live in TJ's house. It's his expectation, right? So it's very different. But anyways, we bring them on. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that happened. Kimberly says she hates India, whatever. Let's continue. So anyways, Jenny basically says, like, all of these things, like, She's unappreciative. She's ungrateful for this apartment that I think was really nice. Like, I didn't have that. And Kimberly immediately goes in and says, Jenny, your opinion doesn't matter to me. And Jenny says, your opinion doesn't matter to me. She wasn't giving her opinion, Jenny. But anyway, she then goes in and kind of says, like, you're rude to his family you're rude to him. I have never been, or, and also you're rude about just India in general. And she says, like, I've always been um, respectful of his parents. Mm. <laughs> the one thing I will say about respecting the parents, she hasn't always made the best choices, as we know. Um, Resume is concerned. Um, she has never cussed out his parents. I think even if she did, he wouldn't translate it. But, well, the father speaks English, actually, so that wouldn't work. But she's been pretty respectful of his family. It's been the other way around, for the most part. And I mean, yes, have her and Samit gone into, gotten into pretty bad arguments that I thought until I met Kimberly. Um, yes, it's happened for sure, but there's a difference of getting frustrated and yelling in the moment. But then there's a difference between getting frustrated and yelling in the moment and then also demeaning your partner. And that is what Kimberly does. So anyways, Jenny says all of this. And then Jenny says, like, stay in India, uh, stay in America, don't come back here, which is not up to her. She says that a few times. And, you know, Kimberly's laughing, which makes her look so fucking evil. But she's laughing at Jenny, all of this nonsense. And she basically says to Kimberly, you're an ungrateful, spoiled brat. I think that's basically what she said. And Kimberly then decides to call her, but I'm not going to repeat, a see you next Tuesday. Listen to me. If I ever have to cover this woman again past this season, I will not be covering her. Because listen, I don't care that it's towards Jenny as nothing to do about Jenny. But number one, she doesn't respect 
I'm a huge believer of respecting your elders, you know, talking to them the way you might talk to your person your age. She didn't respect Jenny in this moment as an elder. It makes me think like she doesn't respect any elder. And we see that with how she treats his um his parents. We don't know how she treats other people. We haven't seen that. We've seen her with her dad and her stepmom, but like, we don't know. And, and then, but the biggest thing here for me is a woman calling another woman. That word is deplorable. It is disgusting. And it makes me just want to be sick. How? dare you call another woman that is disgusting. We get enough shit from men in this world. We don't need another woman coming at another woman in that way because basically she is telling you what you don't want to fucking hear. This woman came in for a fight immediately because she literally said, if anyone says I'm spoiled or this or whatever, like I'm going to like tell them how I feel or say that their their comments are unwanted or some shit like that. And I'm thinking, why the fuck are you here? Why the fuck are you on the show? If you don't want people to put their two cents into your relationship, then why the fuck are you here? Like, seriously. I hate this bullshit of these people who are like, well, like, your comments are unwarranted and this and that. Like, I don't care or whatever. And it's like, you applied to the fucking show. You went through a casting process. And any fucking time you could have said, you know what, I want to do this. I don't want my life out there. At any fucking moment. But instead, you chose to still do the show. So guess what, honey? Free game. I'm going to come for you. Every other podcaster is going to come for your ass. You're deplorable. You're a horrible human. Sorry. I could say more, but I'm not going to say it on this podcast. I did say it screaming at the television, but I'm not going to say it here. But you are a horrible, horrible, horrible person. And the thing is, it's like, <sighs> oh man, I, I'm a firm believer, and it, it takes a lot for me to say this, but I'm a firm believer that certain people should not be in a relationship. Some people should not procreate until they do the work that is needed. This woman needs to do work that is so needed. And then maybe then, maybe then you'll be a little bit of a better person. Not to say that you should take bullshit from people, but just be, I don't know, better. Just, <laughs> I cannot believe she called Jenny and see you next Tuesday. I cannot believe it. Horrible. It actually makes me miss Angela. Because, oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take back everything I just said. I want these idiots to end up on Happily Ever After. And uh, I want to see Angela on there too. And then they have to be in a tell all and they have to be in the same room together. Kimberly, if you came for Angela the way you just came for Jenny, you know what? Um, we're going to get your tombstone ready. Um, I hope you pick out your burial 
on plot because you're dead. <laughs> Angela will come for her. Rip her a new fucking asshole. Oh. Anyway, I don't think I have much else to say. I definitely talked longer on this than I thought I would, but I don't think I have much else to say. Um, next week looks really good. But again, as mentioned, you will still get full recap. Well, not a full recap, but you might get similar to this with those episodes um, in the new year. Um, you'll probably get part two, part three as one, and then part four as, as its own. And then we will say goodbye to the season of Tell until maybe next, the prior month, and the next month, and they bring it back. Who knows? Anyway, that is it for The Other Way. So if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, and you can rate a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I have a new thing that I want to start trying. And that is that every four or five star review that we get, I'll read it on the podcast. So if you want to hear your review on the podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're able to rate and review. Um, and if you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Reality Tea Times 2 on Facebook, Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast on Instagram or Threads, Reality Tea Times 2 Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on Reddit at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. And uh, you can also email us at reality times two at hotmail.com. And don't forget, you can find us on YouTube at reality times two. You can also subscribe, like, comment on there as well. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget that I do have another podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcasts, where we talk about all kinds of different things. Um, we currently have, you know, this number can definitely change, but we currently have about eight episodes. Um, roughly, we've talked about all kinds of different things. We have a lot of fun over there. So please go take a listen to us over at Next Take Podcast, which you can find us at on YouTube at Next Take Podcast. You can also find us on our website, solo.to forward slash next take podcast. And don't forget, we have a website and that is at solo.to forward slash reality tea times two. And we also have a discord and I believe that's reality tea times two as well. So you can find us there. Um, but that's basically it. That's all the stuff. Of course, everything here will that I've just listed will be in our show notes, all discount codes, um, special links to everything that we put in our ads are also in our show notes. And yeah, that's basically it, guys. Thanks so much. 
Bye.